Hey everybody, it's Jody with LA Hills Wellness. Hey, we're here to discuss fibromyalgia today. I promised you last week we were going to delve into this. And learning to do that is, uh, or learning about it is first learning the definition of the disease. So researching this, I went to two places where they know what they're doing. Um, specifically this one, uh, everybody's heard of the Mayo Clinic, so I am going to address you with their definition of what fibromyalgia is. And they define this as a disorder characterized by musculoskeletal pain accompanied by fatigue, sleep, memory, and mood issues. Sound familiar? If it does and you haven't been tested at this point, I would go ahead and make an appointment with your doc. We will discuss what tests later, so have a notebook ready so that you can write those down. Most doctors will know where they need to go with this, but just in case you want to be a little more proactive about your health, you'll be able to walk in and say what you need. Hopefully you have a doctor that uh, is willing to listen like that. I know I do. I have a couple of them that are amazing about this phone call I'm in. They ask what I need. So make sure you have that kind of relationship with your doc. So according to the CDC, approximately 4 million adults in the U.S. are affected by fibromyalgia, approximately 2% of the population. Doesn't sound like much when you look at the population as a whole, but 4 million is a lot. Um, we're used to CDC numbers at this point. I'm not going to digress into that whole discussion. That's not why we're here. We want to talk about fibro, and that's what we're going to do. So most re researchers can agree that this disorder affects the way the body processes pain signals. That's about all they can agree on. They can agree on how to treat the symptoms. They cannot agree on what causes fibro because there are so many things, so many factors that they are looking at that at this point doesn't make sense, but that's okay. They're working on it. Uh, hopefully they'll get a little closer to figuring things out and then we can move on with that. As I like to say, and if you follow my posts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, our health is our responsibility. Our doctors are just there to assist us. So most symptoms are going to appear gradually over time and have little to no single event that triggers the fibro. I've talked to a few friends. Uh, COVID triggered their fibro. I believe it probably triggered mine as well. Um, I was never tested for it. Just running EMS at the time, I checked all the boxes. So that's when my symptoms started. And it was about a year later before I got tested. I had that and then a uh, highly stressful situation at home with... Um, my fiance having a C6 disc replacement and recovery from that. So there were two pretty big triggers there for me. Uh, most of us have the same symptoms, full body pain and joint pain lasting longer than three months. This is one of the key things in diagnosis. It has to be longer than three months and full or whole body pain. However, they want to define that. Um, many of these points, they're known as fiber points. Um, so there's 18 specific points they used to text test for uh, at the time they were called tender points. If you want to learn about that, uh, check out Dr. St. Amon's and Claudia Merrick's books, uh, What Your Doctor Won't Tell You About Fibromyalgia. It's a little bit of a hard read, but it has a huge amount of information. It's one of those books that stays on your shelf, no matter what, where you go with your journey, you keep it there. It's great to refer back to. Um, we also tend to have tension headaches, migraines are common, TMJ issues there at the jaw, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome is the full term for that, SIBO, 
Anxiety and depression is huge, as well as forgetfulness, which is termed fibro or brain fog, and extreme fatigue. We're tired. It doesn't take much to um, wear us out. Sometimes we have to adjust our lives to that just a little bit. CDC also risks uh, following risk factors. Age, family history. My mother actually has fibro as well. Uh, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis. Being female, uh, we're two times more likely than men to get this. Stressful traumatic events such as car accidents and PTSD. Illness, obesity, and repetitive injuries, stress on the joints. So obesity is huge. Uh, most people in America are obese to some point. Um, we live on the SAD diet, which is the term for it. It's full term is standard American diet. It's horrible. Uh, a lot of processed foods, grease, fat. Not that fat's bad. You actually need it. Um, and sugar. Sugar is a huge one. It's in everything. It's hidden in everything. So in 2012, Hauser and Wolf wrote an article, Diagnosis and Diagnostic Tests for Fibro. Um, fibro and fatigue-like illnesses have been were identified all the way back in the 1800s, all the way through the 1960s. Modern concept of what fibro is arose around 1970. Um, they grouped these patients uh, having the con common symptoms of middle-aged women with high levels of pain, multiple complaints, sleep disturbance, psychiatric problems, and decreased threshold to painful stimuli. It's not just one or the other. We have all or most of these. Um, that's what actually gives us the full diagnosis of fibromyalgia. Uh, as I say, stated earlier, they would used to check for 18 specific points called tender points. Those aren't required anymore. The huge requirements are widespread, widespread pain throughout your body for at least three months. Um, must have pain in four of the following five areas. Left upper region. This includes the shoulders, arm, or jaw. Right upper region includes shoulders, arm, or jaw. Left lower region include, including your hips, buttocks, or legs. Same thing with the right lower region. And the axial region, which is going to include neck, back, chest, or abdomen. Uh, you can find all of this on the Mayo Clinic. Like I said, they're a huge place to go to to start your um, learning about fibro. When you get diagnosed with something, the biggest thing you can do is learn as much as possible about it. Uh, current treatments, current tests, um, treatments that fall outside of modern medicine, more commonly termed naturopathic and functional medicine. I'm not just saying go with, oh, my mom used this. Look, do your research. If it works, it works. Uh, okay, here's where I said have your notebook ready. Tests for fibro. You want to do a, have a CBC done. They're going to do erythrocyte sedimentation rate or sed rate, cyclic citral, citrullinated peptide test. Yeah, that one's a hard one. Not going to say that. Uh, again, go to Mayo Clinic and it's all written down right there. Uh, rheumatoid factor, thyroid function tests, uh, a lot of fibro issues can mirror uh, your thyroid being off. Uh, Anti-nuclear antibody, celiac, seriology, vitamin D. Again, a lot of the symptoms of low vitamin D can uh, mirror fibro. I also had a full nutrient profile done at one point. Uh, allergy tests are huge. If you have an allergy, that's going to create inflammation in your body, which is not going to help your fibro. And Lyme's disease can mirror uh, fibromyalgia. There, at this point, isn't really a specific test for fibro itself other than the tender points and meeting those diagnostic criteria I talked about earlier. 
some of them that they came up with me, my CBC showed a little bit of a high mag level that was due to uh, a vitamin I was taking. So that was stopped. Uh, rheumatoid factor was negative. My thyroid, my T3 was a little low. So we started me on an iodine supplement and that brought it right back up. So when they do your thyroid, make sure they're not just doing the TSH test, that they're also looking at T3 and T4 because one of those can be off slightly and the TSH can be normal. So make sure they're doing a full thyroid test. Uh, my vitamin D was definitely low. I'm on 4,000, um, a dose of 4,000 a day to bring that up. Even though I'm out, even though we're outside a lot, most of us, um, we're still not getting enough vitamin D like we used to from the sun. So it's not uncommon to need that uh, that supplement. <clears throat> so treatment. I'm going to look heavy today at modern medicinal treatments. We'll touch on naturopathic and functional medicine treatments at the end, but that's where we're going to go further down the road. Your doctors can tell you about modern medicine treatments. I'm not a doctor. Um, I just know what works for me and I want to make sure to send that on to you guys. <laughs> So modern treatment includes both medications and self-care strategies. Again, your body, your health, your responsibility, not your doctors. They're there to assist, um, to run the test, to tell you what they think. So make sure you have that good working relationship with your doctor. If you don't, find one you do, because this is very important. Um, emphasis on minimizing symptoms and improving general health. Like I said, there's not a cure for it right now. It is straight Let's deal with the symptoms and try to give you as good a quality of life as we can. So medications, pain relievers, Tylenol, ibuprofen, naproxen, opiates are out, thank God. Um, huge addiction problems here. Uh, so a lot of side effects as well. I do have some friends and family that also use uh, medical marijuana and CBD, and it does help. So take those into account if you're living somewhere where it's legal. Uh, talk to your doctor about your medical card. If it's legal recreational and it helps, follow the state laws. And if you can use it, use it. Antidepressants, Cymbalta and Civella. Um, they ease pain and fatigue associated with fibro. Um, doc may also prescribe a few other medicines to help promote sleep. Just watch your medicines. When you start getting a whole medicine cabinet full of medicine, they can counteract each other. They can have side effects that... Make sure your doctors know what you're on because they don't always discuss things with each other. So it's your responsibility to tell them. Uh, Anti-seizure drugs, gabapentin and Lyrica, um, sometimes helpful in reducing fiber symptoms, which is amazing. They're working on that neurological basis of the disease. Therapies, physical therapy. Um, it's going to help you improve your strength, flexibility, and stamina. Water-based exercises are great because they're low impact. Occupational therapy can help you make adjustments at work um, to cause less stress on your body. All right, here's the huge one. I, right now, I suggest not only fibro patients, but everybody at this point with where we are in uh, the COVID pandemic. I Just everybody needs this at the moment, I feel. Uh, counseling, talking with a counselor can help strengthen your beliefs and your abilities and teach you strategies for dealing with stressful situations. Most of us with fibro have anxiety and or depression. So having someone to talk to and learning good coping strategies is huge in this disease process. Um, if you don't have a counselor, find one. 
it it's helpful. Um, there were ways I learned to look at things differently and were able to respond differently. And just having somebody to go talk to for an hour to even just vent is is very helpful for your well-being. All right, lifestyle and home remedies. This is what we will go on into later, but I will touch base on it here. So stress management, big one, because it causes a flare for a lot of us. Deep breathing meditation, um, just deep breathing itself. Some of us in the law enforcement and EMS world call it tactical breathing. I'll look it up, learn it. It can help you when a stress uh, situation is getting overwhelming. Uh, meditation, I'm learning to sit still myself. It actually hurts to sit still a little bit. So start with a couple minutes and work yourself up. It's just learning to slow your mind a little bit, how to breathe through situations. Uh, a Reiki massage, it's an energy massage. There's no actual touching at that point. And regular massage, um, get, getting the blood flow to the muscles, clearing the lumps out. This, this is huge. I know it can be expensive, but it, it's worth the time. It's worth the money. Yoga uh, for light stretching. Uh, it's a It can be a moving meditation if you want. Journaling. I keep a journal. I highly suggest anybody dealing with this keeps a journal, if nothing more than as a symptom tracker, so you can go back and figure out what what's causing your flares, why you may have had one, what you may have done a week ago that caused you to feel horrible today. Sleep hygiene. We live in a world that promotes a lot, a huge work ethic. Uh, overworking yourself, being married to work instead of married to your to yourself and your family. Um, go to go to bed and get up around the same time each day. My puppy didn't allow that this morning. I was up at 5 a.m. That's when his alarm clock goes off. So that's when everybody else in the house is supposed to be awake. Um, and try to limit daytime napping. I understand that throughout the day you're going to get tired. It's okay to sit down and rest for a few minutes. Try to watch that nap so that you can go to uh, to bed at a normal hour. Exercise regularly. Okay, heads up. This may increase the pain at first. So don't overwork yourself. Don't go into that gym seven days a week when you first start out. Start out with two or three. Um, but gradual and regular exercise actually may help decrease these symptoms. That's why I'm saying start out with two or three, 20, 30 minutes at a time. You don't have to go in for full hours and go all out lifting as heavy as possible. One, that's going to cause damage to your muscles and your joints which in turn is going to cause a flare-up. So some good exercises, walking, swimming, biking, water aerobics, yoga again. Uh, can you tell I like yoga? Because yes, it does help me a lot. Pilates, rowing. I absolutely love the rowing machine. Um, I'm seated, but it's a full body movement and I can work out as hard or as light as I want to and still get a full body workout. Uh, light weights, you don't have to go in there lifting two, 300 pounds. You can start out with a five pound weight doing 10 to 15 repetitions of the exercises. And that's enough for one day. And then you can start building what are called sets. Um, so you'll do 15 repetitions three different times, which would equal 45 repetitions, but you're doing three sets of 15 reps. So hopefully that explains that a little bit. I also ride horses. It really helps my low back. Uh, it mimics walking without the impact. Um, there's impact if I'm doing posting trots, but with the right saddle, the right horse, it actually really helps my hips and legs. So I feel a lot better after a ride. Pace yourself. Um, this is huge. 
if you're uh, having a good day, don't overdo it because that's going to almost guarantee a bad day the next day. If you're having a bad day, still get up and move. Don't just lay there. Don't just dwell on it. Get up. Move. I don't care if you clean counters. Just something light. If you're doing a light reorganization of your house, don't start moving furniture if it's a bad day. That's not going to help things. But dust. Just just light exercises. Make sure you're moving, getting those muscles up and going. Um Maintain a healthy lifestyle. This is what we're going to talk about next week is nutrition. Uh, don't use tobacco products and limit caffeine intake. I've had to cut down to half calf um, because I did notice that coffee was increasing my anxiety symptoms a lot. So uh, I'm not a pleasant person without some caffeine. I've had EMS partners in the past that will drive me straight to the gas station at the beginning of a shift to ensure that I've had the appropriate amount of caffeine to deal with me that day. <laughs> it's just part of who I am. I like my coffee. Uh, so half-calf, decaf. I'm really getting back into drinking tea, um, herbal tea especially. I love lavender and chamomile tea. It really helps calm me down and de-stress me, especially at night before bed. So check one of those out. Um, alternative medicines, acupuncture, again with massage therapy and yoga and tai chi. These are, these are areas that look at uh, whole body wellness. So check into those. Again, the research is on, on you a little bit. I'm trying to throw out here what I find as I go so that it helps because it can get overwhelming. You put in fibromyalgia into Google search and hang on. You're going to go down the uh, rabbit hole and you may never come out. It, it gets overwhelming. So I'm trying to help with that overwhelming just a little bit by giving you some ideas. Um, we've touched base on modern medicine today. Go back through if you didn't get everything so you can write it down. I will have it on my log uh, later on at my website. Uh, l8hillswellness.com um, my instagram my facebook page and twitter will be more sharing these blog posts and just kind of daily stuff that i come up with so keep a watch on those i will have this episode on my blog a little bit later this week it takes a little longer to write it than speak it so i hope everybody has a great day i'll see you next week for nutrition and thank you for listening <music>